I'm Cici, and this is Spela Golf. Welcome back to Spela Golf. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Um, my latest updates. Honestly, I picked up pickleball again. Oh. I took a six-month break from that because I've just been so busy. But I'm like, you know what? Do it once a week. Get some extra activity in besides just golf. I mean, that's really it. Pickleball. Yeah. And pickleball's gotten pretty big. Like it's huge. Everyone was, plays it. We uh we're not gonna sell our house or anything, but um constantly on Zillow, like because I just love watching like what's out there. Oh, of course. And our dream in life is to have like this huge piece of land. And so there is a property for sale right now that has a tennis court and a pickleball <gasps> court. I'm a little confused though, because I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> but I was like, man. And then it had all this land that was like not used. So I was like, man, we can do like an indoor golf simulator in there. Like my brain just started spinning. And then per usual, you know, my husband is the realistic one. So he was like, maybe we should just chill a little bit. He's like, I love the idea. I think it's awesome. (laughs) But he's like, just think about it. And so then I was like, man, I got to like go to dreamland for about five minutes. And then I'm like, yeah, you're you're pretty right about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I'm like, sometimes I wonder like what's wrong with me. I'm like, why can't I just be in the moment? We all have dream homes. I will Google. But that's not my dream home. Like that was definitely not my dream home. I was just like, oh my God, it has a tennis court and a pickleball court. I don't play tennis or pickleball. I play golf. (laughs) (laughs) You need a putting green. That's what you'll need. No. (laughs) See, okay. That to me is like, I'm sorry. In Arizona, it's so common to have a putting green in your backyard. Like how many people actually I'm, in your backyard. I'm admitting it. To, um, at our old house, we used to have a putting green and it was awesome and I loved it. But then it also became, oh, I just came from the golf course. So now I have to putt again. Well, and they when can't I, be very big because no. the backyards in Arizona are very small. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you can practice your three footers. But who goes out in the backyard? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but it's great to have. My dream someday. I'm on an indoor track man in my house. If I could pick I anything, know, like I would the want garage. a garage. I would want a golf simulator. Oh, okay, that's another dream of mine. <laughs> like have like an RV garage and just make it to like a workout slash like indoor golf simulator. That would be amazing. Yeah. If someone wants to hand me like, you know, two hundred thousand dollars, I'll make that happen. <laughs> but anyways, my highlight for this week is that we are finally out of almost the hundreds. It is getting a little bit cooler. I'm not going to say a lot cooler, but I go out for my walks. Remember that episode that we have? Mm-hmm. So at 5.45, I'm out walking and I was like a little cold. I was like, oh my God, do I need to wear like a hoodie? I know. Like, this is great. And like 5.50 hits and I'm like, okay, no, I don't need a hoodie. <laughs> it's uh, It was like 88 maybe. And even this morning when I was... um driving back it was like 87 i'm like oh my god it's happening it's finally happening it will feel so good when it starts to drop into the low 70s as the low and then we get into the 60s that's the perfect Perfect. jinx Jinx. (laughs) Um, no i it's just funny because in sweden like you know a typical swede always talks about the weather because we don't get to experience like sunshine that much And then when we do, it's too hot. So it's always like complaining. So if it's not hot, then we're complaining it's not hot. If it's too cold, 
it's too cold. Like we're just never happy really. Um, and I remember when I was younger, like my mom is super social and my dad is not as social. And I was actually FaceTiming my dad the other day and I was asking him because he had a, he had a business and he had a business partner. And I was just curious because now when I'm running my own business and I don't know, I just have a lot of questions and I finally feel like I'm at that age where I can ask him like a lot of questions. And so I was like, dad, I was like, when you sold your company, did you feel like it was a hundred percent okay to like split the profit into two? Or did you ever feel like you did more or he did more or, you know, and his partner is also my godfather. So they're, you know, really good friends. Um, and my dad was like, oh no, cause we balanced each other out a lot. And so he did a lot of things that I wasn't good at and I did a lot of things that he wasn't great at. So we just balance each other out. And I was like, and he goes, so that's kind of like when you're in a relationship, you know, you need to find your person um, who's going to balance you out. And I said, oh, so kind of like mom being the social one and you're like the non-social one. <laughs> and like they both started laughing because it's so true because my mom, like my dad can be on the phone like when my grandparents were alive, he could be on the phone with them for like an hour and a half. He hangs up the phone and my mom goes, so what'd you guys talk about? And he's like, um, I don't know. We talked about, and my mom would interrupt and be like, how's the weather there? And he goes, I don't know what the weather is like there. And she's like, well, why didn't you ask? So a typical Swede always asks about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I always constantly bring up weather in our podcast because I am just so blessed and happy that I get to wake up to sunshine every day because I didn't get to experience that as a kid a whole lot. Yeah. Solid, what, 18 years in Sweden with no... 19. 19? 19? It was until you're 19 years old. Oh, 19 and a half, actually. But, you know, I'm just like, I'm just so grateful I get to wake up. And so as much as I complain about how hot it is... I would take the heat or the cold any day. I hate being cold, but yeah. this is perfect. 80s, oh, I feel like we're humans again. <laughs> you know? know, we had this conversation a while back. I was like, why are people so angry? And you're like, because it's hot out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I agree with that. People get a little frustrated. It's just not fun being outside and going on walks. I mean, you're running that AC all day long and mm. it's just so stinking hot. And yeah. so now it'll finally cool down and then just you wait. We'll literally be recording in December and we're like, it's freezing. I know. <laughs> well, because it's usually like a frost delay until 10. Yes. But we'll see this year though because the weather has changed a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But that was my highlight <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Weather. Always love it. Um, but anyways, as I was doing some thinking this past week for this episode, um, I just wanted to ask you a few questions about becoming a PG instructor. Because, um, you know, you've talked a little bit about it, you know, in previous episodes. That's what you do, your work, and you're teaching golf. But I'm curious, you did college at Indiana. And then when you were done with that, where you, Mike, towards your senior year of college, were like, oh, I'm going to be an instructor. Like, what did you feel like you really wanted to do after college? Oh, honey, remember you dropped out of college? Yeah. I'm so curious. I didn't drop out of college, but I had no idea what I wanted to do even after I was done with college. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my life just didn't turn out the way that I had thought it was going to turn out. 
And the main reason for that is living in a different country. So I was only going to visit for four years and then go back home. So I, um, in high school, I was a golfer, but it's not the same at all. And so we practiced twice a week and that was about it. And then I, um, I'm repeating myself now uh, from previous um, episodes, but I had an agent that helped me get over to the U.S. So I took a few recruiting trips and then my parents came with me for the last one because you have official visits. And so my official visit was actually to Middle Tennessee State. Um, And then we talked about this before too, but it was a miserable year for me. And what I remember today is probably different from what actually happened, but trying to look at it as a learning lesson. It's still hard until this day to think about it that way uh, because I just think it was super unfair and evil. <laughs> um, did learn a lot though. So then I was going to go move back to Sweden. And honestly, I can't even remember like what my plan was. I think I was just so set on leaving, but I didn't really have a plan for what I was going to do because my parents have always been super supportive and I think I was just going to move back into the house. Like that was my only plan. I didn't think I had anything else. Would you go to school in Sweden to college? So when I, I can't speak for everyone, but for like the way I remember it is that attending a university is not that common in Sweden. Like it's more common to finish high school and then get a job and like work your way up to what you want to do. But then Um, when the economy crash hit because we get free schooling and all that, well, not free because we pay it in our taxes, but we get a lot of, um, what would you say? Welfare, maybe? No, like contributions Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, towards going to school. So it doesn't cost us anything. So here, I mean, out of state at Indiana, it was like $52,000 a year. Yeah. So in Sweden, that's free. And then all you have to pay for is like your living situation. Um, but student loans are not even close to what they are here. Oh, interesting. And I have a lot of opinions on that, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a different episode. So yeah, I didn't really have a plan. I just wanted to move back home because I knew I didn't want to be here. And honestly, I didn't love golf that much. It just kind of happened. And I know that sounds so mm, negative, <laughs> Yeah, negative and spoiled, but It wasn't like I was like this amazing golfer in high school, like not at all. It just kind of happened, you know, and then I became good because I started practicing with the team and all that. So after my freshman year, um, the coach reached out to me from Indiana. And so I went to play for him and my parents were like, just, you know, if you want to stay great, if not, just come back home. And I stayed there for three years. And um, you were asking me before this episode, like, what did you actually major in? And I was like, oh, please don't mention that out loud because it's almost like embarrassing. Like, I don't know, like here in the U.S., sometimes I feel like whatever is written on your diploma is more important than you than you are as a person. So like before you get to know someone, it's like, well, what did you major in? And if you say like, oh, psychology, like, okay, you're cool. Oh, exactly. And I kind of felt the same way about when I decided to drop out of college. I felt like, oh, I might be treated that way because a lot of people, oh, are you in school? What did you major in? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so it made me feel a little bit, I don't know, kind of, oh, geez, I didn't do that. And so, I don't know, it doesn't make me feel, I don't know. Insecure, right? And Yes. Well, because we're young at the time too. So if you have your life figured out when you're 19, like, oh my gosh, 
great for you. But maybe when you're 30, you're like, I thought I had my life planned out when I was 19 and it turned out it wasn't at all what I wanted to do. So I've always been interested in like interior design and all that. And so I wanted that to be my major. At first I was a business major um, and I just didn't, I wasn't interested. It was boring to me. Like I'm creative. I'm not about numbers and reading and all that. Like worst person to take a test ever. Um, I told you this Mm -hmm. before too, but I failed my teaching test, my written my written teaching test four times. And like, I was like one out of 2% in Arizona. For the P- for PGA. The yeah. PGA. Okay. Um, and we'll get there in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually graduated with a um, degree in general studies <laughs> because I had taken so many different directions um, trying to do interior design, but then my golf schedule didn't match up with that. And so I had to pick and because technically the way I paid for my schooling was golf because that was my job. I had to pick golf over interior design, which I don't regret that. That's obviously what I had to do. Um, That's why I came to this country in the first place. Um, But after taking all those different directions, not really knowing what I wanted to do, it just ended up being general study. So I could, um, so I could be done with school in time. I don't want to be there for another year, pay that $52,000. Like it it just wasn't worth it for me. Um, And then my, husband now. So James, he graduated a semester before me and he was drafted to play in the NFL. So when he, um, this was during the lockout that season. So there was like a whole, a whole thing about politics and they weren't allowed to practice and all this stuff. So they had to practice as a volunteer. It was a whole thing. Um, but that was the summer that I graduated and he graduated that Christmas before. And so he was training for the NFL and the combine and and all that. And then he was drafted to the Giants. So we moved to New Jersey and the immigrant that I am, I could only stay in the country for 90 days before I had to go back to my home country. So those are the rules. If you're an immigrant, you can only come and visit and be a visitor in this country, but then you have to leave and go back to your country to be able to come back again. So it's not like I could just go to Canada and come back. Like I had to go back to where I am a citizen. And and today I'm a dual citizen and so are my girls. James would have to live and work in Sweden for 18 months to be a dual citizen. And so he's like the out, what's it called? He's the outcast. Yeah, the outcast of our family. He's the only one with no dual citizenship. (laughs) You and the girls. I know. I have a dual citizenship. I know. We have a blue passport and a red passport. Oh my gosh. Um, That's so cool. (laughs) um, But uh, with that said though, so I was kind of traveling back and forth and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And at the time I was just so in love with this boy. I mean. How old were you when you finished? Were you 22? 22, my age. Yes. And I was just so in love with him. And I just wanted to be with him every second of the day. And then he has to work like 14 hours a day. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, so he was like, well, do you want to, do you want to move in with me? And so that we can like try this out to see if this is actually what we want to do. And I was like, of course, I'm going to follow you wherever. <laughs> Cause um, I just love, love something that my husband will tell our friends all the time is that like, I love, love. Yeah. I just, my friend told me the other day she was pregnant and I've only known her for like a month and I like started crying because I just love love and they're like they're having another baby. Aww. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he was in the NFL and I got a, so he 
got an offer from Fairleigh Dickinson University if he got his master's degree. Um, he could get it for free if he would go out to schools and talk about drugs and alcohol. And he goes, well, I don't want to go to school, but Cecilia wants to. And I was like, what? And he was like, honey, it's a way for you to stay in the country. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. And so I actually got my master's degree from Fairleigh Dickinson University um, so that I didn't have to go back and forth every 90 days. So I want to say it was my choice, but it wasn't. Because what was the master's in exactly? What so was... I got it in sports administration. Okay. Um, and it was for the first time, honestly, I enjoyed I enjoyed getting my master's way more than my bachelor's degree. Um, just for the fact that I got to pick what I wanted to do. I could focus in on something and what I wanted to do. Cause at that point I was done with golf. I didn't want to see a golf club ever again. Like I hung my bag up as soon, like the day I graduated undergrad, I was like, I don't want to see golf. I want to be around golf. I don't like it. It's overwhelming. I just don't like it. And so I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And I thought I wanted to be a sports agent um, because I'm around all these fancy people in New York City. I mean, they're wearing suits, Louboutin heels. I mean, you name it, Louboutin bags. Next and level. I, like, I want to be that. Yeah. And I realized pretty quickly that actually I don't think I want to be that because then you have to go to law school. And as I said, now we're getting back to getting away from being creative to doing something that I can read myself to. And what do you yeah. really want? It's like, what do you yes, really want I, in life? I didn't know. I had no idea. I, the only thing I know, and this is going to sound so cliche, the only thing I knew what I wanted to do in life was to be a wife and a mom. Honestly, that's all I ever wanted in life. Um, and then I wanted to help professional athletes finish their degrees because they got drafted um, before they got to finish school. Also realized pretty quickly that they are not interested in finishing their degrees because they're already making millions of dollars. So I was like, you know what? That didn't work out either. Um, so then I started selling suits because I was like, you know what? There's um, to be able to stay in the country after you finish your degree, um, you have like a training visa. So you get a year to land a job. And then if they want to sponsor you, that's a way into the country too. Um, so I started selling suits because technically sports administration, selling suits to professional athletes is technically in sports. <laughs> so with that said, um, I started doing that and selling suits. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's not me at all. So I did that for a little while, for a year. And then that company like... I mean, they didn't have enough money to sponsor me and I, I don't want to sell suits. Um, so with that said, I actually became a coach for the school that I was at for my master's degree. Uh, they had an opening for a golf coach and I'm like, you know what? I'm good at it. I've done it for a while. Let me just make some extra money. Um, so I did that, walked up the first day and the smell of like the fresh grass, like it was just kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode when you walk into a tournament setting it's like that environment and I missed it I missed it so much and I didn't realize I was missing it until I walked up that day um and then from there my husband and I well he proposed we got married like three weeks later 
because I was like, we're running out of time. So we either get married or like I have to leave again because <laughs> it's just like this constant like traveling back and forth. And I'm like, you know, I just want to start my life. At this point, I'm like, so now I got my master's. I've done a year of like that training visa. Like now we're like three years in and I was like, we need to like make a decision here. And honestly, my decision is based on your feelings. So as much as I love love, like, do you love love as much as I do? Do you love me enough to like want to marry me? So then we had to have that talk where it's like, are we going to be together for the rest of our lives? Because as an immigrant, when James and I got married, he didn't only sign up to marry me. He signed up to take care of me for the next 10 years. So as an American, you are responsible for your immigrant oh. <laughs> for 10 years, no oh. matter what. Oh, interesting. So you as an American have to have enough money and a good job. Like they literally interview you and like looking to you, background check and all this stuff if you have enough to take care of this person. Um, so we decided to get married, got married um, three weeks later at the courthouse and that's when I also landed my, my real big girl job. I, um, I went on an interview at a private course and I got the job. I was so nervous. And he was just like, you're great. Go ahead. Sign the papers. And I was like, oh gosh, this is awesome. So that was my first job. And they treated me so well. Um, the assistants there, they're still one of them. He's still like one of my really good friends and my husband's good friend. And so as, you know, I got a lot more responsibilities now because now I'm not just like hanging out at the house. So I was watching uh, James's NFL games on Sundays in the golf shop, like going in and out just to see, you know, but I was like, that was okay because I, I support him and he knows that like the type of person that I am, I'm always going to support you. Um, but it's also important for me to like be my own person and have my own stuff going on. Cause that makes me happy. Like staying at home doesn't make me happy and that's okay. Um, and so that was the first step to become a PGA professional. I didn't even know that existed. Like I learned so much just by being there. And so they pushed me in the direction and he was like the director of golf there. He said, you can go the LPGA route which is, so we're not talking like playing on tour. We're talking teaching, like strictly teaching. Uh, you can go the LPGA route and this is what that includes, or you can go the PGA route and that this is what in, is included in that. And the PGA is so much more work than the LPGA, but he pushed me in the direction of being the PGA for a lot of different reasons. And I think it's important to not make like, just because I'm a girl, that means I should do LPGA and I should have it easier. No, like I want to be equal to everyone in the PGA. So I went, when I did it, now you can do it online, but when I did it, so this was seven years ago, you had to travel to Florida for a week to sit through seminars Monday through Friday, eight to five. And then when you get home, you have to finish a portfolio and you have to test your way out of everything that you learned. So I had to drive to Phoenix. So like 45 minutes away from here, I had to drive, check in, make sure I'm not cheating and all that stuff. It's like a room full of computers. And I had to take the test on that computer. If I passed, great. If I didn't, I got to take it again. But every time I failed, it was like 50 bucks to like redo it. So for this, it was um, 
teaching, it was business, it was budgeting, it was cart fleet, it was grass management. Like it was all these different topics. I passed all of them on the first try except for teaching. So I paid 200 bucks for this teaching because I kept failing it. (laughs) But that's when I realized this is probably what I want to do. And I really enjoy it. Um, And then James, his contract with the Giants expired. So we spent four years in New York and he got picked up by the Jets. So we got to stay in the same state. So I was able to stay at Montami, the private course for another year. And then um, James was released from the Jets, which is when you watch football on TV, it's one thing, but when you're living it, it's a whole different thing. And I'm happy that we didn't have kids while he was playing because that's a lot. It's it's a big transition. You never know if he's going to have the, uh, have a job tomorrow. And it's, it's just not very secure. So as much money as they make in like that short period of time, the uncertainty of like performing all the time, like it's just, it's hard. And he was already injured and now he's super injured. So don't recommend. <laughs> don't recommend. You're like, girls, you're not playing five football. <laughs> no, that's what he said. He said, if we have boys... I will not put them in football. Yeah. And obviously not everyone has the same experience, but we only know one person that came out of the NFL healthy. And I think that's super sad because they're still young. I mean, he retired five years ago. He retired before he was 30. Um, But with that said, there's three levels in the PGA. Each level costs about $2,000. And then you have to add on if you... If you fail the test and all this stuff, because it costs money, to you have take to it. keep paying the two thousand if you fail the test. No, not the two thousand. No. So okay. two thousand per level. Okay. But then remember, when you take the test and you fail, it's like fifty dollars each mm. time. And again, this was seven years ago. It could have changed, but I know you still have to do the the level. So it's a qualifying level. You have to take a player ability test. So you have to shoot a certain score to even get in the PGA. I'm like, because you have to be a good player to become a professional golf instructor. It's not just, oh, yes. anyone, you can't just be a 90s golfer and then, oh, I no. want to be an instructor. So for girls, I think it's like you have to shoot 36 holes, like 78, 79. And for guys, it's like 76, 77. So you definitely have to be under 80. Um, but for me, that was, that was no problem. Like that was the easy part for me. Apparently taking this teaching test is way harder (laughs) because again, like they, they are teaching you how to teach, but for me it's so individual because not everyone is the same. So I think like I put my philosophy in there, what I would want to do. And that just wasn't according to their teaching. Um, which is fine. I've been successful with my teaching, (laughs) so totally fine. But so I spent a couple of years in New Jersey and then I moved in here to Arizona and I got a job um, at a resort here and I highly disliked that position. <laughs> and so I just wanted to get out. And so every day after after work, I went to Starbucks and worked on my portfolio. And then I did the last two levels, I want to say in like six months. Even though I am curious to back it up a little bit, how did you guys pick Arizona? Were you just like, oh, I want to get out of the cult? Just Arizona? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Is that why you were looking? Did well, you look at California? Like- we did. So we got married in San Diego. So actually, well, so we got legally married at the courthouse in New Jersey, but we had our wedding in San Diego because that's our favorite place on the planet. Um, so we wanted to move to San Diego, but the cost of living was the same as in New Jersey. And now when he's not playing anymore and I just started my career, we just... 
weren't sure if we were going to be able to support ourselves and like you don't get that much for your money there. Um, so we printed the list of all the states, went down the list of states, crossed off the ones with snow, and we ended up in Arizona. <laughs> so that's why we came here. Um, and then when I got the job and I just didn't like it, I just put all my effort into like, this is what I want to do. So then I had a mentor take me in. And that's why today it's so important for me. If someone, if someone is expressing that they're not happy with their job or something in life in general, I want them to be able to come to me and that I can help them. And I know that's a lot of people want to do that, but like I have so much passion for people that wants to change, but don't really know where to start because that was me. I'm like, I don't, I know I don't want to do this. I don't want to stand behind a counter and check people in. This is not what golf is to me. Like I want to play or teach or, you know, so Um, the instructor at Foothills, his name is Trent and we're still good friends. He took me in and he's like, I can only pay you this much. And I'm like, that's totally fine. I just want to get out. (laughs) Like, I just, I just want to teach. So he took me in. And then from there, I got a phone call from the academy that I teach for today, um, asking me if I was interested in coming on board with them. And so I, you have two years. No, actually they changed it. You have three years per level to finish. So it's qualifying level and then three extra levels on top of that. And then you became, then you become a PGA teaching professional. Um, and so I did the first level took me two years because I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not really sure what I'm doing actually. But then when I had a clear focus of what I was trying to do, it took me six months to finish the last two. Got it. And I am interested though, how did Read West Golf Academies find you? Did they tell you? Like, how did they reach out to you? Because I remember the day. So I would come to your foot to Foothills Golf Club um, clinic. Like you had a clinic for high school girls or whatever. I came. And then one time you were telling me, hey, I'm actually taking a job at Bear Creek. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. That is literally where I live. And so I was so excited when you took that job because that was back in 2017 or 2018. I don't know. 2018. 2018. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh. And I go home and I tell my mom, my mom, Cecilia is coming to Bear Creek. Like, this is amazing. You know, because you were about like 25 minutes away from me. Foothills was out in the Abatuki area. Yeah. And so I was so excited. So I'm just curious, like, how did they get a hold of you? Did they just like, I don't know. I want to say it's because they saw my efforts. But if you, (laughs) if you're a PGA member, you get your information listed in the PGA registry. And so that's how they found me. <laughs> Their <laughs> directory. <laughs> yeah, the directory. That's it. Yeah. Um, so they found me in the PGA directory and he called me and he was like, I see that you only live like 10 minutes away from Bear Creek or actually opening up our teaching there. Uh, he sees your address. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I, I was hoping it was because like you saw something that I did well or <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I got a good reputation. Like, no, my address was posted and he saw that I was close, but it, it worked out for both of us because he's good to me or the owners of the academy is good to me and I'm, I'm good to them. So it worked out just fine, but I don't know. I just, I've never had a clear vision of what I wanted to do. And until this day, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a planner. I love to organize, but it's also kind of fun. Like what's next? Like your life doesn't have to be so planned out. It's okay. 
And if you change your dreams, if you change your goals, that's okay too. So I'm excited to see what's coming. Um, I'm in need of a change, but I think the app is what I needed because it allows me to be in front of more people, like groups of people instead of private lessons. Um, It allows me to just communicate more with people and hopefully change their lives. If it's with golf, if it's with being a mentor, you know, I've mentored a few, a few people now and it, it makes me happy. Like it frustrates me sometimes because I'm like, I'm telling you what to do and you're not doing it. But like at the end of the, at the end of the day though, if they come to me, I want to make sure that I do everything in my power to get them on the right track. Because if it wasn't for the director of golf at Montami, it would have taken me a lot longer to get to where I am today, or I might not have been here at all. So I think everything happens for a reason and it happens when it's supposed to happen. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy. I'm not content, but I'm happy. Yay. It's so awesome to hear that. Yeah. No. So thank you so much for sharing everything today. I'll probably be asking you more questions because there's course. so much to becoming a PGA instructor and it's so cool. And especially because I feel like there's not a lot of female PGA instructors. When I became a PGA member in May of 2017, I was one out of 4% women in the PGA. Wow. Yeah. Sad. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's only a few of us in the valley too Very. so if you're if you're looking for a career like i know you for example right like you want to be a player but i think it's a great way to make you know money in a career there's not a whole bunch of us and it's not like we're competitors like we refer people to each other all the time depending on the location and i think that's awesome because there's a lot of golf instructors in Arizona. Arizona is golf mecca. And there's a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones, but at least for us women, like we can stick together and we know each other on a different level. And so we know, okay, like if you need this personality trait, like I know exactly where to send you. And I think that's really cool. So can't wait for you to become an instructor too. (laughs) Hopefully I can mentor you too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Until then, I will see you at the golf course on the road to the LPGA. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.